So when you have two people that are entering this this significant relationship, you know, together, whether that's a, an official marriage or not, um, if you're combining finances, if you're planning this future together, it's really important for you to have some sense and consensus around what you want those goals to be. What do you want out of life? Welcome to the Community Conversation Podcast presented by Community America Credit Union. We have a compelling and impactful story to tell, and our goal with these conversations will never be to sell you something. We would rather have an important discussion with our very talented employees, leaders, members, community partners, and experts from a variety of industries and causes to help educate and inform you. Stay tuned at the end of the podcast for some important disclosures. Hey, welcome back to the Community Conversation. I'm your host today, Justin Rickliffe's friend and partner of Community America. We have an exciting topic to chat about today, a new voice on the podcast and a familiar one. So we'll start with the familiar one first, Taylor Ahern. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Uh, Remind us and our listeners who you are, what you do here. (laughs) I am a wealth advisor here for Wealth Management by Community America. And that means what? I work with clients on a day-to-day basis just talking about their long-term goals, their dreams, what they want out of their money, and then we develop a plan to get them to those goals and dreams and work together on with individuals, families, and everything in between. I love it. It's uh, good to have you back on the show. You were a big hit last time, um, so we're, we're glad you came back. Thank you. Uh, the new voice, Ryan Stites. Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Tell us your story, man. Uh, well, I am a financial well-being manager, which usually for most people, we just talk to talk to them about being a, a coach. Um, and as a coach, um, it is my job to work with our, our members and community alike. Actually, you don't need to be a member um, on the basics of meeting and, and growing your financial peace of mind. Um, that would include things like Anything from debt management, improving your credit score, understanding your credit score a little bit better, of course, the basics of budgeting and savings. And um, it's all one-to-one free um, coaching and advice uh, to help people move forward in that. I'm always amazed in these conversations how many free resources Community America offers. (laughs) It's just always like, oh, yeah, amazing. It's so good. Um, Help us. What are we talking about today? We're talking about marriage and money. <laughs> that seems to be a, a very helpful topic. Um, and and to set the stage a, a bit, it, when two individuals come together to join their lives as one, whether that's formal marriage, we've talked a lot about partnership, other uh, relationships like that, it's a big milestone. And, and certainly it comes with lots of excitement, energy, neat things, lots of celebrations, and the other side of that coin, lots of unknowns, right? So um, what shouldn't be unknown or a big surprise is how this relationship, this marriage will affect finances. So marriage and money, like you said, Taylor. Um, And so as individuals, and certainly as a couple, there are things you guys are going to help us talk through to prepare these individuals for that, things to keep in mind, maybe some lessons learned along your own path <laughs> um, and set set members up for success. So uh, the road we're going to cover today, we're going to talk about things like transparency. We're going to talk about things like compromise. We're going to talk about things like openness to including a third party in your financial planning and certainly how Community America and the team can be a guide in that process for our members and how we can be helpful. So that's a lot. Are we ready? That's a, that's a mouthful, <laughs> for sure. Can you solve all of those problems in the next eh, 25-ish minutes? We can try. <laughs> I love it. Um, so 
I guess, Taylor, if you wouldn't mind, set the stage for us as you, even in your phrase, marriage and money. Like how um, how do you, how would you begin this conversation with members? Well, if I could choose any way to begin, it would be before you even get married. But I will start by saying it's never too late to start. So even if you're years into your marriage, you haven't gotten married yet, you're in a new relationship, I think it's really important to just start the conversation um, because I'm, I'm convinced that can hopefully avoid some of the nitpicking um, and challenges down the road if you're prepared. So the sooner we can start the conversation, the better. And and developing, you know, how are we going to work through those conflicts with money? Who's maybe going to take the lead? Um, but there's, there's open all sorts conversation. Of those roles, right? Everybody kind of yeah. fills a role that whether they do so consciously or not is a different story. But right, right, and you know, I know between my husband and I, we kind of decided who's making what decisions when it comes to things. So, for example, cars. I have no interest in making the decisions on things like that. That's that's his world, and and that's a portion of money that. We, sure. get, we include that in our money bucket, so he'll make decisions about that. But I may lead the decisions on other things, but we're always going to have the conversation of updating. You know, I, you know, I called him earlier today and said, hey, I'm making this change um, with our investments. What do you think about it? Just to clear it through him. But I may lead the decision mm-hmm. there, but it, we try to have that communication. And mm-hmm. um, I know when Ryan and I were talking about this about a week ago, he had mentioned family meetings. Is that right? That's that you used what, to talk about? What, yeah. And these family meetings are, are, are just a time for for the each person in this relationship to, to have those open conversations about where do we stand with our money? If that is debt, how much debt you know are we in? What are your do your credit cards look like if you're not on each other's credit cards? Um, but also just even the 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 month to month day to day finances of where is the money going and how are we spending that and and is that spending something that's going to help us reach our goals? Um, anytime we're coaching, uh, the first thing we always have to establish is what what are your goals? Um, I think that's kind of coming back to where where Taylor started with even before you get married. Um, what are those goals? Um, I, I tend to come at this from a storytelling sort of perspective. So um, I, I think of it in terms of, you know, what do you want this future story to, to be like? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you have two people that are entering this this significant relationship, you know, together, whether that's a, an official marriage or not, um, if you're combining finances, if you're planning this future together, it's really important for you to have some sense and consensus around what you want those goals to be. What do you want out of life? So well said. How typically, I know every situation varies so drastically, but when in that premarital stage, those conversations are not just had, but encouraged and open and back to these phrases we've used, kind of transparent um, and vulnerable to a degree, because everybody comes in from their own childhood or their own you know, recent, uh, whatever stage of life they may be, they, they have views and mindsets around money, mm-hmm. stated or not. Um, and then when you combine that with another <laughs> human, um, those things can be at times um, either messy or confusing or to your point, nitpicky or mad, or it, it, it evokes lots of emotion if it's not discussed. So how have you generally seen when in the premarital stage, those conversations are happening, what then typically happens? Well, I would say um, one couple, and they were already married, so this is a, a little past your question, but 
we were talking about budgeting and one side came from a family that maybe overspent growing up and that's that's all she knew um and one was very frugal grew up not spending Hmm. so they came from very different backgrounds and so one was uncomfortable with the other one accumulating debt and so we had to meet and say how are we going to fix this for both parties Hmm. um because she wasn't wanting to be told what to do and how she could spend her money he wasn't wanting to take on debt so it was a situation where we decided, yes, we have a joint count and you each get X dollar amount on a monthly basis. It goes to a separate account that you guys can't see. We know, you know, you've got your $200 or whatever the dollar amount is and you can spend it on ever you want and you can't be nitpicked. Um, and so f- everybody gets an allowance. Yeah. That's and, awesome. and it's nice because, you know, we've got an agreement of it's a dollar amount. We've got an agreement. We're going to nitpick, but we also meet the needs of, I want to be able to spend what I want and not feel pressured and told what I can and can't do. And so it just goes to show Hmm. it's not a one size fits all. We all do it differently. Um, And to each their own, there's not one wrong or right way to do it. But I think that's where a third party came in really, Hmm. really handy for them is we really talked about what's important and what's not and how can we stop the argument and kind of get on the same page and set goals down the road. And as we meet them, you know, does that mean Mm. they get to purchase something together or whatever the case may be? So we were able to achieve both goals. Both of them had to make a compromise. Um, But, you know, hopefully help the marriage a little bit. (laughs) And that that compromise is, I think, key. And so anytime, you know, you're you're starting into that new relationship or or taking that relationship, even if it's been around for a while, to the next level, You know, how are you going to to figure out? And that's, you know, again, coming back to even the goals idea, right? Mm -hmm. Like you may have different goals and those should each be respected on on both sides of that equation. But also what are your common goals is another situation entirely. Right. And then goals on the financial planning side tend to be a little different um, because they're a little more long term than than maybe we see on the budgeting. And what's interesting is. I work with typically people that have been married Mm. for a little bit longer and they'll both come in and I'll say, what does retirement look like? And they will each have completely different stories. Um, So it's a very common theme. I see that people don't talk about what does our retirement look like? Um, Typically the male says, I want a certain dollar amount saved. And the the wife says, well, I thought we would be on a beach somewhere. I'm not worried about a dollar amount. So we try to come together and kind of to Ryan's point, I like seeing both both individuals coming to the meeting because mm. um, one's going to live longer than the other. And typically it's the woman. Um, and, you know, a lot of times the woman is the one not showing up to the meeting. Mm. Um, and we want, even if you don't feel like you know all the ins and outs, you don't need to know that's what we're there for. But I want you to have the conversation. I want you mm. to learn at every meeting and know who do I call when something happens, be on the same page about investments. Um, and then, then that helps us make those little decisions. When someone calls, um, I think about the other day, someone called me and they said, hey, we really want to put a pool in, but we want to know how that's going to affect our long-term goals. And so I was able to say, well, if you put a pool in, you know, you may have to work a couple extra years or you may have to scale back on your retirement spending. And so then we sat down Mm -hmm. and talked, how much joy is that pool going to bring you? Do we need, do you want to work longer for something like that? What? what's going to bring you the most joy and it helps them kind of um go back and forth on really what's most important so that's good uh, from from what 
I'm hearing it's and you you guys both kind of mentioned budgeting, and there's this kind of um, at least for spenders like myself in the <laughs> marriage relationship, there's this maybe a aversion aversion or um, resistance to or I don't I don't want someone to tell me where and when to spend my money, and yet it, it almost serves as it's all it's more of a plan than a restrictive Absolutely. mechanism yeah. and and to to be able to in maybe in a functional and practical way combine those interests from the saver or the spender or whatever role or or view we all bring to money um talk about the role of budgeting especially again in these early stages of um pre-marriage and, and early the early years of a well I, I think you bring up a good point justin that you know first of all the that a budget is just a plan for your money so if you if you go into you know having this plan for how you're going to spend your money, then then if you've got it to spend and it's already budgeted, there shouldn't be issues with actually spending it. Um, you know if it's a bigger purchase, um, we're we're constantly coaching people to save for it or to save at least for part of it. Um, and if you've got that discipline in your budget to actually put put the money aside um, and save to begin with, then there's even less guilt when it actually comes time to. To purchase what it is that, that you're you're ready to, to purchase. Um, now, hopefully, that that purchase has already been negotiated. That's the compromise. <laughs> that's the piece that comes into this. Um, you know, where, wherever you're at in the in the marriage uh, journey, whether that's even before or or after. I mean, there's there's certainly from from even the beginning as as you get into this marriage, you've got to figure out the the wedding itself. How, are, how who's paying for this? How are we going to pay for this? I mean. Oftentimes, that's one of the best ways for people to start those conversations is actually figuring out, you know, and, and weddings are, of course, more expensive than than ever. I, I, I've been married 21 years, so I, I don't know how expensive they are now. But More than they were 21 years ago. More than I was going to, yeah. I, <laughs> I I'm going to, I think that's safe to say. So, you know, starting with that budget, if you've got it budgeted, this is how much we're willing to spend, and, and, and then that's mm-hmm. great. But even more so, if you can save for it in advance and you've got that discipline, um, then that's an that's an opportunity as well. Yep, budgeting isn't meant to be miserable. I'll say for the long term. <laughs> yeah, I think short term it can feel a little miserable. A little um, everybody's felt miserable on yeah. a budget at some point in time. But it's long term. It's not meant to be because budgets are really important in retirement as well. Because hmm. um, you no longer have that paycheck coming in and you've got to shift your mindset. So budget, I could argue, is even more important in retirement. Um, but like Ryan said, I think if you can prepare ahead of time. Hmm. It's one of the most important things to me. And a story I'll share is like my own story. If, if you're not ready for a purchase, you know, that's when I think the frustration can happen. If, oh, shoot, I've got to buy X, Y, Z, you know, do we have to finance and things like that? Right. Um, the biggest shift I saw in my marriage was when, you know, I would three to six months of living expenses is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'd set aside, set aside, set aside. And I'm, you know, you're working so hard. Why am I doing this? Um, and then my husband called me one day, his company got bought out all of a sudden, no job. Mm-hmm. And he called me and it was, this is so weird to say, but it was a great feeling because I said, we don't have to worry. Mm-hmm. We've saved up money. So we don't have to pull our children out of childcare. You don't have to go get a job. You're going to be miserable. And we get to take time and really think through this decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and not have to worry about our finances for a little while. So, you know, obviously living within your means and preparing mm. for what's next, that was, that's when it kind of felt like everything we had done um, was for a reason. Mm. And so I think you avoid those Absolutely. those fights, mm. um, whether it's with a car, a loss of a job, mm. an upcoming child. There's so many unexpected expenses in life. 
Um, I, I tell a lot of my clients, you, you're going to feel like in your budget, you've got so much moving parts. Um, cause you've got, you know, this money earmarked for your next car, or this one for mm. your next house. Um, but you'll be thankful for it when the time comes that you say, Hey, I, I like, you're not going to feel as guilty. Like you said, you know, Taylor, I think in your own example, it's, it's really good to point out though, you know, you and your husband had had all those conversations before it happened. Mm, that's right. Right. Like right. you had already agreed to the plan. And, and that's usually where I run into when, when I'm, when I'm coaching, um, partnerships, mm. couples, mm. um, that's usually one of the things we have to spend some time on, mm. you know, when, most often when, when they come to me, the money isn't really the issue, right? Right. The issue is, is there, there, there are those pieces that, that require a large part of vulnerability. Mm. Um, they're not having those conversations with each other. Um, they don't, there, there, there's not compromise on, on what the, the future goals really are, or there's not equal commitment to those goals. And that, that then plays its way out in, in the way that money gets spent, even if they have a joint, mm-hmm. joint account, you know, not really knowing or being on the same page about mm-hmm. where the money is going. I, I had a, I had a, a coaching situation recently, um, a, a woman that's not a member, so I really didn't have any idea what to expect or couldn't really dig into, you know, any specifics, of, of the yeah. specifics before she showed up. Um, she actually came to me through a, a, a class that I taught, mm. um, and she showed up, and she had everything in this binder laid out. Like, I mean, you know, all the debts, all the bills, all the finances. She knew her, what obviously what she made down to the penny, but then she also knew what her husband mm. had, you know, made each month and in income down to the penny. Um, and she explained that they both had separate checking accounts and that they didn't have anything together. But um, because she was coming to this appointment, she and her husband had spent two hours the night before having a conversation mm. about all of it. And she had all of it in her spiral-bound notebook about laying all of it out. Mm. And really, by the time we were done, I, I sort of looked at her and said, you've got a great plan. You've done all the really hard work. Is this my wife you're talking about? Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like her. Um, you know, and she left saying, my husband and I agree it's time for us to, to bring mm. our finances together. Mm. Like the biggest thing that came from last night mm. was that we're doing too many of the same things. We're spending too much time on the same things. Mm. Um, we're ready to put our money together. And, and they'd been married for 15, 20 years. So, Dang. you know, this was not, you know, any sort of but, – but the idea of coming together and having that, that mm. conversation, mm. being on the same page about the compromises that were required, being on the same page mm. about their goal setting – um, made all the difference in the world, and all it took, I guess, was her just scheduling an the appointment. appointment. I, yeah. I didn't even do anything <laughs> magical. She had done it already on her own. Explain the value of transparency and vulnerability. Well, I, I, I think first and foremost, you know, there's trust in both of those mm-hmm. those words, those concepts. Um, if you're entering into mm-hmm. some kind of serious relationship, such as marriage, since we really are <laughs> specifically talking about marriage, but any kind of yeah. that next level relationship, right, where you might start to combine finances or combine, you know, a home, um, you know, there's there's got to be a level of trust. And the only way you're going to get to trust is through, you know, that, that vulnerability piece, mm-hmm. I, I think, as much as anything. Um, what does that look like? <laughs> conversation hard conversations yeah. Yeah. um and it's you know if you're the one bringing debt to the table it's not a bad thing and like you said sometimes the ones bringing debt are the ones that want it gone the most i'm kind of deciding how are we gonna mm-hmm. move forward and because i think about um a couple i saw 
where they didn't trust each other and turns out one of them was not saving for retirement the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, although they said they were, they weren't. And we get to the end when it's time to retire, they have nothing. Damn. When they've told mm. their spouse they were saving wow. this whole time. Mm. And it was beyond shocking. Um, so starting off in advance, and I, I think about my husband and I, we have a spreadsheet we update on a regular basis. Um, I'm probably a little more like your wife. Um, to just track, are we trending in the right mm. direction? Is there anywhere that we're kind of lagging on? I mean, to be honest, we get really lazy with eating out. And so we'll we'll kind of see our budget shift in maybe the wrong direction a little bit and say, hey, it's time to kind of get in Rain track. In yeah, yeah, and make yeah, that. Yeah. Um, our planning meetings are, tend to be a little more around food lately, you know, making sure we're being efficient with our groceries and how sure. we mm. how we live. And it's it's our that spreadsheet will lead us in different directions of what do we need to focus on. Mm. Um, but sometimes we do have hard conversations where, you know, my husband will say, did you really buy that bag? Did you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or different things like that. And just talking about, you know, is that in the best interest mm. of our entire family? But if we do want something, we make it clear to the other one and we set aside an account and we plan for it. So we may say, hey, you, you want to mm. take a trip here? yes, we can do it in two years and here's how we're going to get there. So, Well, and to circle back even to the idea of even before you get married, you know, I think that transparency and vulnerability are having the the hard reflections mm-hmm. on, on your own ideas about money and where those ideas came from, your mm-hmm. own feelings even about money. Um, I know for my wife and I, we came from very different situations. Um, and so for us, you know, money, again, money's not really... Money is secondary, right? For I mean, sure. it's 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 not really the issue. Isn't really the issue, um, and so for us, it was really important to to recognize the strengths and weaknesses of the of the systems in which we grew up. We didn't know any different, you know. But being a little bit critical, even of that, of of our own parents, of you know, this was what went well. This is what didn't go well. This is the way I want things to be. I don't want to do that. Sometimes that buzz, it can feel buzzwordy at times, transparency, vulnerability. It's like, what yeah. does that mean? And what right. I'm hearing you guys describe is, um, and I loved, I loved how you framed it up, Ryan. It's trust built on the truth, whatever the truth is. If it's kind of scary, kind of weird, kind of ugly, ugly kind of, yeah. kind of embarrassing. Hey, I got a lot of debt here. I did this thing here. Or, yep. Like that, w- that you can't move forward in any healthy way without that kind of baseline I building so. block of truth. And so I'm grateful for you guys sharing that. Um, let's shift gears real quick to, and, and I can share my own story on this one. When, when we were um, earlier careered, I was very resistant to a third party mm, person. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't really want to pay that person for help. Like that guy or girl makes a bunch of money off our stuff and I don't really need the advice. We're, we're fine. And with lots of um, gentle prodding from my wife and curiosity, um, she helped me see the benefit of a third party. I love how you've even used intentionally the word coach. I think that relationship as advisor. Um, and so my reluctance, I, uh, I wish you guys would have shared your wisdom with me a decade ago. Um, but help us understand the, the the times and the places when a third party voice, obviously specifically in this case, someone from Community America, but um, how how have you navigated some of those relationships with married folks? You want to start? Well, so um, we're a little bit different in, in how we work. So, um, you know, 
Ryan's may not, yours does not have a fee at all, correct? Correct. Correct. So um, to meet with someone like myself, a wealth advisor, mm-hmm. there is no fee for just to talk and see what services do we provide. Um, and then we're going to ask you, there's no pressure. Mm-hmm. We're just going to learn as much about you guys as possible and what you want out of your money. And then we're going to help develop a plan and say, how do we get there? And so, yes, there may be mm-hmm. fees involved and we'll present those um, at the time. Everybody's a little bit different. But um, you've got to think, do I have the time to do my own plan? Um, Do I want to do my own plan? And can I do my own plan? Um, And so even if someone maybe has the education and they could, do they have the time? Do they have a tough job? Um, And then, you know, outside of kind of the wealth advisor role, if we're just talking about budgeting, you know, I have a third party that I'm going to talk to, you know, you know, is this a good decision? Is it, you know, I do, I do my own financial planning, but I have trust people in my life that I'm going to talk to is, you know, am I just excited about this purchase or is this truly good for my family? Um, And I think everybody needs, you know, whether it's a a really close friend, a coach, a family member that you kind of look up to in that side of things that we're going to talk to. And, um, you know, Ryan would be the person that I would be talking to about that Mm -hmm. if I had a question about those type of things. So, Oh, you're so kind. (laughs) So um, I'm one of four financial Mm -hmm. well-being managers with Community America. Our financial well-being coaching services Mm -hmm. are absolutely free. Um, we, we uh, you know, as a credit union, we are people helping people. And so this is a part of that, that opportunity where, you know, and it's also putting money where our mouth is. We keep talking about financial peace of mind. We really want people to experience that. Um, and so, you know, um, my wife and I did actual marital counseling years ago, and it wasn't like, you know, people always sort of uh, get a little shocked at that. Like, because we, we have a really healthy marriage, and we had a healthy marriage then, but there was just a lot going on For in both sure. of our lives, um, you know, in which we were talking over each other. We weren't really talking to each other, and so that third party just sort of helped us kind of, you know, like bring that that in, that therape- therapeutic relationship. I, you know, I'm not a therapist, and I don't pretend to be one, and in a coaching relationship, I'm, I'm absolutely going to be one to say, you know, this is – beyond what what I do and and I need to make some recommendations but there there is a sense in which it's the same thing you know you may be really trying hard to compromise on some of those goals you may be trying to compromise on what that budget looks like or what you know how how best to spend your money or maybe it's even just the the bigger issue of of figuring out what what debt do we attack first you know we're we're in a place where this isn't where we thought we were going to be and we need to do something differently and better um, and we have differing opinions, For and sure. that, that doesn't necessarily. Now, I'm going to be one that's going to offer my expert advice, but I always do so, and I think that's true of our whole team. We're always going to give you as many choices as we can, and then let you really decide. And by you, I guess I'm talking in this case the royal you mm-hmm. of the couple mm-hmm. decide. Okay, what what do you all really want to do? Where does this need to go, and what makes the most sense for you? And I would say if it's intimidating between kind of differentiating what we do, what's nice about if you come to Community America. And you start with Ryan and he kind of gets you to one point, he may say, hey, it's time. I think you guys should go to a wealth advisor or vice versa. We have passed um, couples back and forth because he may be, you know, he's on Hmm. the credit union side um, and know more about that type of stuff and help 
guide them there. And then we, hmm. we kind of switch them back and forth. And so we can work together. We can work separately. Um, the, the example would be like the, the widow situation that, you hmm. know, has never really taken care of those finances before. It hmm. really doesn't know how to budget. You know, Taylor could pass off to me. And, and that would be a place where I would be able to work with someone. Um, in that in that situation, yeah, or, or I would say some of my favorite stories between our two departments is someone that maybe um, can't save yet, can't invest, mm. and so they start out trying to figure out, okay, how do I improve my credit, get my budgeting better? And I love when someone comes and say, hey, I've got mm. all that, I've got my debt paid off, I'm ready to save, I'm ready to invest, and then I get to join the conversation, and that's. That's really fun for me. That's Absolutely. my favorite part is we, yeah. we see just headed in the right direction. And then we're starting to plan for long-term goals together and, and hitting those. So I love that. Help help us understand, obviously, every situation is different, but not all marriages or partnerships are first time, had the benefit of, you know, premarital counseling, right. financially sure. or otherwise. Um, there are other more, you know, second marriages or you got blended families, you got adult children like how do you coach and and mediate and have conversations around situations like that i think it's always important to reflect on your past experience and and again if that requires a professional third party you know finding that therapeutic role or something uh, a counselor in those situations that can be really helpful but even you know sometimes people are introspective enough on on their own and Mm -hmm. as they get into this next relationship well boy these are things that went well the last time and these were the places where I know that I had a role in things falling apart, and these were the ways mm. that my partner, mm. you know, wasn't helpful in in the process. Um, discovering, you know, a lot about yourself in that, and then bringing that to the next relationship, and hopefully learning from your mistakes as well as possible is is key. Yeah, and I'll go back to I think the open conversation because I see um, a lot of. Second marriages, um, and a lot of times from a widow is what I've been seeing lately. They get remarried, mm-hmm. but they have kids with their their first spouse. And um, a lot of times they'll say what's important to them is they want their children from their first marriage to, to get something, as well as their new spouse, because mm-hmm. they care about both. And mm-hmm. so uh, I would say you may be worried that they would be offended or um, not like that situation. Mm-hmm. But when we have the conversation all together, most of the time they understand um, it when you've presented it that way. And so making sure they're taking care of and you're hitting your goals of potentially getting the money who you want it to go to, um, I think is really important. But as long as you have that conversation and they're they're not shocked when they find out down the road, I think that's so much easier to maybe talk through the why beforehand than find out later on and and say, you know, it kind of feels like you, not that you're lying, but you know, I didn't know this is a shock to me. It's frustrating. Hmm. But if you know the reason why, you can you can come to terms so, with that. So you're just giving more examples of transparency and yeah. vulnerability and trust. and Absolutely. But you'll see a lot of people want to – I do see a lot of people with financial planning want it completely Absolutely. separate. And right. I would say that makes my job really hard to do. Mm. Um, because if I only know your picture and I don't know, you know, your spouse is, mm. you know, retired early or has really aggressive investments or really conservative, mm. it's hard for me to get a full picture and really plan for the long term. And so even if you do keep things separate to a certain mm. extent, if you can still have the conversation and say, where are you? How is it invested? How much do you have? What are you planning for? When do you want to retire? Mm. Do you have a pension? There's so many questions to ask. Am I your beneficiary? If something were to happen to you, how am I going to live? Mm. Are my expenses going to increase, decrease? And so even if you choose to keep things separate, you still need to have the conversation and know where are we? Because um, I would say I, a lot of times in the second marriage, I see people want some s- stuff separate. And I think that's that's okay as long as you're going to communicate about it. Mm. 
Um, last question here before we wrap. You guys have been so helpful and good and and wise. Is as you're talking to members who are kind of on the, whatever part of the story they're in, newlyweds, get, doing premarital counseling, been married a long time, having a second marriage, etc. Um, there's no guarantees. Life is messy. Oh, totally. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. But when you've seen these principles and practices mm-hmm. of transparency, vulnerability, compromise, budgeting, honesty, when you've seen those over the arc of time, what generally happens in people and in these relationships? People meet their goals. Yeah. Pe- people achieve the things they want to achieve. Um, you know, I, I think certainly they're more likely to, to sleep well at night. Um, you know, like the Consumer fin- Financial Protection Bureau says the number one, you know, through through a, a joint study with, I think it was the American Psychological Association, um, the number one issue that keeps people up at night is money. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, if you're doing those things and, and, and maybe if you're losing sleep, at least you're both losing sleep instead of maybe <laughs> just one. Although we don't want anybody to lose sleep. <laughs> so, you know, ideally it just means that everybody's sleeping better at night. Yeah. You know, when you know that you've got those emergency funds, you've got the emergency mm-hmm. savings, right? You've got that, that, that fallback mm-hmm. um, and you're, you're, you're doing the things that you've agreed you want, most want to do. Yeah, and I think you truly find out what's important and you're a little more intentional with your money Um, because if you're not talking about it, you're just kind of, you know, running along, buying the next car when you need to buy the next car, doing the next thing when you do need to do whatever the case may be or accumulate whatever debt. But if you have the end goal in sight and you know what's important to you, is it retirement, Mm -hmm. is it a trip, a, a special car, whatever it is, you may be more intentional with your money along the way and find more joy and less stress. Um, cause money is not meant to be stressed about all the time. If you treat it the right way, I think, um, it can bring you a lot of joy and success. Absolutely. Yeah. When you guys write your marriage and money book, can we buy copies? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, we have to wrap. I don't, I think we could continue to talk Absolutely. about this for a this long time, <laughs> but we do need to wrap. Um, for members' benefit as they go about their day, can we can we do our best to summarize maybe three helpful takeaways um, for folks in to, to sum up this very complicated but awesome conversation? Yeah. Taylor, would you mind maybe starting us out? Yeah. Um, reoccurring theme to me was start the conversation early. Um, the sooner, the better. There's no bad time to start, mm. whether you're you know not married yet or you've been in it for 5, 10, mm. 20 years. The sooner the better and just getting on the same page of where where are you now and where do you want to get to. And, and of course, that doesn't happen without, you know, that, that sense of vulnerability in any conversation, in any relationship. Um, building, of course, on, on that, that transparent feature of, mm-hmm. of, of life that's really hard to swallow sometimes and just admitting, you know, the, 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 the ideas that you have, the beliefs that you have, um, the hopes and dreams that you have. And, and hopefully mm-hmm. you're, you're developing a, a trust in, in all of, you know, that transparency, that vulnerability, and, of mm-hmm. course, the compromise that goes right along with it. That's well said, Ryan. Okay, one more. Taylor, do you have a third one for us? Yeah, um, I think involving a third party. Um, like we've talked about in, in many different sectors of life, involving a third party mm. is a good thing. And especially here, um, involving someone like Ryan or myself. I love it. Um, 
Real quick, just for members' benefit, how, the difference between a wealth advisor <laughs> and maybe for my own well-being as oh, well, we get each and a financial well-being. Because I think I think as listeners are kind of contemplating, okay, next steps. If I have that conversation with my partner and I reach out for some help, what are some practical ways or roads that they could do so? So um, I, I I really work with members that are struggling on the budgeting, the savings side, who maybe have a lot of debt and they're not sure exactly where to even begin to to tackle that debt. And in some cases, it's it's a member who's been turned down for a loan because their credit score isn't very good, so they're looking for some ways and some advice to get that credit score up as quickly as possible. Um, you know, my team and I, you know, we, we meet with those kinds of members every day for free. Would they call? Would they email? How do so they get in touch? We're, we're also saying folks uh, find our, our, our place in the website. So under the Learn section of the Community America website, you'll find financial well-being. So first I'll say is you, if you don't know who you need to go to, when you call one of us, we will help you figure we out share who's- referrals all yeah. the time. <laughs> yes, we'll help you fit, um, find out who's the best fit. Um, but on the wealth advisor side, um, we are doing the financial planning. So we're figuring out how are you invested? Does it align with your risk tolerance? Does it align with your goals? Um, are your investments- ready to get you to where you want to be. And so we're dealing on the financial planning more. Um, and how you find one of us is, I'd say you go to our website, and if you look on the invest um, tab, you'll see a whole group of financial advisors or wealth advisors. And there's a long list, and we're all around the city. We're all a little bit different. And I think that's the beauty of what we do, is you can mm -hmm. find someone that really aligns with what you want out of an advisor. And you can send them a message and just say, hey, I want to start financial planning. I need help with mm. um, investments. That's awesome. Um, Taylor, you did great, as always. Ryan, you were great for your first time. So awesome. congratulations. Thank Thanks for uh, for joining. And, yeah. and most importantly, to the members who are listening, we're grateful you guys would give us your time and attention. And we know this was a helpful and beneficial conversation. So feel free to share this with someone who you know may be um, entering marriage or having a marriage that may um, use some of these helpful tips and practices. So um, Taylor, thanks again. Thank you. Ryan, thanks, man. A pleasure. And we appreciate everybody listening. Until the next time, we will talk soon. Thanks for listening to The Community Conversation, presented by Community America. Investment and insurance products, including annuities, are not deposits, are not NCUA or otherwise federally insured, are not obligations of or guaranteed by the credit union, and may lose value.